Welcome to our next episode of Get to Know a Blue Gator. Today we are speaking with Ascension's head football coach, Stephen Heron. Stephen Heron is a native of Louisiana, born and raised in Lafayette. He's a graduate of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette and has coached at Brobridge High School, DeSalle High School, and Lafayette High. He's married to Megan Roman Heron and has one son, Roman, who is 10, and three daughters, Amelia, who is 8, Lola, who is 2, and Nora, who is 9 months old. He has just completed his 18th year of coaching and his 8th at Ascension. Currently, he serves as head football coach, but he previously served as the defensive coordinator and the special teams coordinator at Ascension. So as you wrap up your second full season as Ascension's head coach, I'm so excited to learn more about you today, Coach Heron. Thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. So before we actually start talking about football, which is kind of why I'm interviewing you today, um, <clears throat> it's a hat that you probably wear year-round, um, but let's learn a little bit more about Stephen Heron, sure. not Coach Heron, um, and put your dad hat on and tell me a little bit about how you and Megan met. So and your family. Uh, okay, so uh, we actually met in high school. We were freshmen in high school at Lafayette High. Uh, we both graduated from Lafayette High in 2003. So uh, it's funny. So like 1999, fall of 1999, I uh, it was it was it kind of funny how it worked out because uh, I had uh, a different English class for the first couple of days of school and just a schedule change that had to happen for me to be put in the the correct PE class, put me in the same English class as her. So the first day I walked into English class, sat down on the only open desk. And, uh, of course, being a 15 year old boy, I didn't have, uh, any pins in my book sack or anything (laughs) like that. So I turned around, borrowed a pen from her. Uh, I think I chewed on it a little bit. So she told (laughs) me to keep it. And then, um, I mean, I've been bothering her since. So, um, you know, that we met, uh, you know, 99, uh, started dating in the spring of 2000, and now, you know, 2023, uh, we've been married since 2011, uh, you know, so we've been together for, for uh, it'll be 23 years this uh, this spring, I guess, I guess it was already 23 years, uh, so, uh, and then married for uh, 11 years, uh, wow. 12 years now, I so guess. High so school sweethearts. High school sweethearts, and uh, yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, been, been good, and uh you know, I followed her to New Orleans for a few years when we graduated uh, from college. Uh, you know, she took a job over there, and then we made our way back to Lafayette. So, yeah. Um, yeah uh, and now, it's, four, it's four beautiful four, children. Four kids later. It's crazy uh, to think, um, you know, just because, uh, you know, with my, my, my son was a demanding baby, so I didn't know uh, I didn't know if we'd have more than one, and we wound up having four. So it, it was... Uh, it was. It's been. It's been a fun, fun ride. For I'm sure. sure they keep you very busy. Tell me a little bit about each one. Like if you had to summarize them in one word, because you know all kids are so different. Mm-hmm. What? How would you summarize each one? And why? So Roman is. Uh, so Roman's ten, and he is kind of a classic older child. Um, he's very determined. And I wish it carried to all aspects of life. It hadn't quite gotten there yet, but he's <laughs> determined about the things that are important to him. Yeah. Um, you know, so whether it's, uh, you know, a certain thing for dinner. And he, he comes home with his idea, gets off the bus with his idea that he wants a certain meal for dinner. 
and uh, is going to work at it until we eventually get that. Sometimes it's not the same day, but yeah. usually in the, over the next couple of days, we're going to we're going to end up having that. Um, he's really, I think one of the one of the the things I love the most is how much he he's uh, he likes to read, which is yeah. is great because I did not enjoy reading when I was his age. Yeah. Uh, so wanna, potential lawyer. Maybe, maybe because he is very detail oriented. He catches things, uh, things like I think he, if he if he feels like something is pertinent to his case, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll hold on to it. Um, so I think maybe so. But he loves to read. He he's been last year. He was the top uh, AR uh, point uh, getter for the lack of a better word yeah. in his grade. So I think he nice. uh, he wound up winning a, a a laptop, which I guess is another funny story where. What? You know, you try to teach your kids lessons like things aren't just going to be given to you. Things aren't, you know. And so he goes and, like, uh, I guess every certain amount of points they would get a raffle ticket to put in. So he wound up getting a laptop. Oh and so he comes goodness. home one day, get, you know, wins the, the biggest prize they have for AR at a school. And uh, then he kind of shoots down that uh, things don't just happen for you uh, right. argument sometimes. And he was, so. he was already doing something he loves. So, yeah, yeah, loves reading, <laughs> went through Harry Potter. I think he started the first Harry Potter book at the beginning of last year and was done with the series by, like, I don't know, January. Wow. So he's moved on. I think right now it's, like, Land of Stories that he's into right now. So he's always okay. looking for the next series. So he's very determined. And, like I said, I hope that carries into uh, all aspects of his life. But, like, right now... Like if we went in the backyard and uh, threw the baseball around, he would. The first thing he would ask me is how long we have to stay out there to do it. So, you know, it's that's it's certain things. If he cares about it, he is gonna attack it, and if he doesn't care about it, he is he's not. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, but um, he's a very very determined kid. You know, in those areas. So, I would say, like I said, classic older oldest child. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely. Is going to do, you know, I guess going back to your uh, comment about being a lawyer, too. <laughs> if there's something that he wants, he's going to try every angle he can to try to convince right. his sisters that right. this is the route we need to go. Persuasion. Uh, persuasion, <laughs> and he's going to he's going to try uh, every every angle he can before uh, before uh, he gives up, for sure. So, um, you know, so old, oldest uh, being Roman, then um, we have an eight-year-old daughter named Amelia who is... Um, the, the sweetheart of the group, uh, you know, the caretaker of the group, I, I would say. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, from from day one with her, she was always my, my snuggler and uh, liked to climb in the recliner with you. And, um, you know, she uh, she's she's so uh, caring and, um, you know, she's she's got a big heart and some big emotions that come along with that uh, sometimes. I, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, so sometimes with her, you know, it's um, kind of, kind of, kind of raining those emotions back down a little bit sometimes, especially if she feels like uh, like she's uh, in a little bit of trouble. But uh, I mean, she she's such a good big sister. You know, she's you know, especially now with her being a little older at eight and Nora, the baby, being a little older, where she's not, you don't know, feel like everything is going to break her. So yeah. she, she you know, picks her up, carries her around the house, and she's been doing that now with with Lola. The, our two-year-old, you know, for a couple of years, but, um, you know, she, she loves, loves her, her brother and sisters. And then, um, they, you know, they love her whenever she walks in the door, uh, you know, the girls gravitate to her. So, um, I think she's, she's going to be a future teacher and it's funny because I don't know where it's going to stop, but when she was a kindergartner, she wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And when she was a first grader, she wanted to be a first grade teacher. So now she's a third grader. 
she wants to be a third grade teacher. So I don't know if it's going to stop at some point in elementary school or if she's going to keep yeah. keep going through high school. But I would not. It would not shock me in the least if she winds up being a teacher one day, just because. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's the teacher's helper for sure in class. You know, picking things up. You know, passing papers out, passing materials out, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I, I wouldn't wouldn't shock me in the least if that's the route she ends up. So Roman might be the lawyer. She might be the teacher. Um, so <laughs> this will be fun to listen to later. Uh-huh, in, you for know, sure. Like for 10, cross reference it. Yeah, yeah. See what see what they end up doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what's the, what's Lola's prediction? Oh man, she's a hard one to predict because uh, she she is. Uh, self-reliant wants to wants to do everything herself um, very independent uh, you know as far as like just at two where she is now comparing especially comparing her to Roman and Amelia definitely the most independent Roman was not independent like Roman wanted you to be in the room with him needed you kind of needed you in the room with him yeah. uh, to go play like he, he he wanted to play with you or do something with you um, and then it helped one, once Amelia came along that, you know, Roman and Amelia were best buds because then now Roman had somebody company. to do some company. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Amelia, uh, Lola wants to do everything herself, uh, regardless of what, what it is. The other day we were at uh, Beaver Park with, with the older two playing tennis, and they had these big, heavy wooden doors that uh, it's hard for an adult to open so she wanted to open and close them herself and do you know do all that stuff so um so it's funny like she wants to do everything herself this morning you know and it's kind of a roller coaster with a two-year-old as you know mm-hmm. to know what what's what's the mood going to be when they wake up right. what are they going to want right so trying to decide breakfast is not always uh the easiest thing and so like this morning it was like all right do you want some raisin toast and then it's like finally we settled on uh on some cereal and then so we go to, you know, I, I, we pour the cereal. She wants more. I put a little bit more. I go to put it up, and she gives me a finger and kind of scowl. And she's like, no, don't put it, you know, don't put the, the cereal up yet. So it's like, okay, I'm putting the cereal <laughs> up. And last night, at fun, it's funny because we were, uh, uh, Megan and uh, Amelia, Amelia had uh, gymnastics, so they were out of the house. So um, it was daddy time, so we wound up watching a little bit uh, more Disney Plus than we usually do uh, on, on a school night, especially. So yeah. uh, Lola stayed up. We were watching Brave on Disney Plus till about seven thirty, which is probably about fifteen minutes later than we probably should have. So <laughs> it was like, all right, let's brush teeth, get in bed. And so I went to turn the lights off before book time, and she turned around and said, "No, turn the lights on." And then so we sat down and read our read our oh. books. So so she is. Uh, she knows what she wants. She knows That's what she good. wants. She knows what she wants. Even if sometimes you don't know what she wants, but like she's very independent. She likes to play. She you know will go and, and play by herself and yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. Wants to do for herself more than anything. Just like wants to do for herself. And yeah. um, so I would say of the of the oldest three, you know, just knowing you know at two where the other the oldest two were, she's she's the most independent. At this age. Okay, so what job is she going to have? Man. Um, <laughs> you some, said it might be hard to pick, but... It it's hard to pick. I would say something where she <laughs> is in some sort of, like, decision-making leadership position. Role. Leadership kind of role, uh, for sure. Huh. Um, you know, I don't know what that would entail quite yet, but I think yeah. she's going to have a, an easy time of telling others what what she thinks should happen for sure yeah president i mean possibly possibly president president of a of a company maybe at least or something like that but yeah she she definitely 
will is is quick to tell you what should happen or yeah. no that shouldn't happen. So, um, and then Nora is just a just a sweetheart. Uh, you know, she wakes up uh, with a smile on her face, and uh, you know she uh, she gets you instantly because you, you walk in the door and she just gravitates to you, has a big yeah. smile on her face, and so. Uh, you know, she definitely, definitely gets me, uh, for sure. Melts the heart. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of, uh, like Amelia, a little bit of a snuggler, which, uh, Lola, you know, when Lola was a baby, you know, go to, go to rocker. She wants, she just wants to be on the ground. She wants to be, you know, moving around. Yeah. Like when she wakes up, she wants to be moving. So, uh, you know, Nora, you can grab, you know, get her out of bed and she just wants to kind of melt into you, which is always fun, you know, especially with, with a fourth baby when, yeah. when, you know, uh, the, you know where they're moving to when they start getting right. older and they start getting more independent and want to do their own stuff. So, uh, you know, she, it, it, it's been, uh, she, she's a good baby. She's a fun baby. Uh, she, uh, she's, uh, she's already moving around. I think she's going to be the first walker, the earliest to walk, oh, yeah, I should say. Of the, of the Yeah. So she's, she's already kind of picking her, picking herself up. And if she's got some things in hand, she'll stand for a second before she realizes she's standing. So, uh, the other, the other three, I don't think any of them, I th- probably the earliest walker was maybe like 13, 14 months. So nobody was there really, really fast to, to walk. But, you know, she may end up doing it before before 12 months, birthday. which is crazy. Wow. So, uh, you know, which, you know, with uh, when, when she's the baby of four, you you know, you don't want things to happen too fast. But yeah. I, th- I don't think I'm going to have any choice here. So, <laughs> uh, but no, she she's just uh, she's a she's a she's a good little little baby. Happy. Um, you know, I, I think I, I carry her around. Uh, you know, because I, I, like, when I get home, I just carry her. And then, like, if I go to do something, I'm trying to do something one hand, and Megan's like, you know, you can, like, put her down on the ground in the living room for a minute to be able to do that. Like, I was trying to take the trash out this morning. I was going to take the trash out holding the holding her. Holding her. But, uh, so, why don't you put her in the, in the oh, high chair let her have a couple Cheerios. So, uh, but there's going to, you know, in the back of your mind, there's going to be one day where you won't oh, yeah, be able yeah. to hold her. So. Well, the, the crazy thing, too, like, you think about, all right, like, you never, I guess, every once in a while you think about, like, what what's the last time I'm going to do a certain right. thing? So like I remember when we moved into our house that we're in now, Roman was three, Amelia was one, and I used to like carry them both up and downstairs. So like I could carry both of them downstairs, carry both of them upstairs, and then I would you know got to the point where I couldn't carry Roman anymore. Roman's about my size already. Wow. So at ten, but so then it's like, you know, when's the last time? I'm going to carry you upstairs because, like, Amelia is eight now. You know, there's no carrying up and downstairs. Right. And every once in a while, she'll try to get me to pick her up or whatever and carry her. But a back ride. Yeah, maybe. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, But it's like all that's going to go away one day. So yeah. you, you, uh, you know, you, you do it as long as you can or as many times as you can, you know. So yeah. it's all they're all going to be, you know hopping in their car and driving away before you know it so uh, you sound like a really good dad I, you know you try to be it's, it's yeah. definitely my favorite uh favorite job for sure yeah. my favorite thing you know yeah. to do it's been uh, definitely the joy of a lifetime for sure so yeah. well sweet and i know that is a huge time commitment and then you have your other joy which is te- which is coaching football for which sure. is another huge time commitment but before we get into the coaching part what do you do in that little bit of free time that you have so I, if I could go like rewind several years ago, even like when Roman and Amelia were little, um, you know, I would pick up a project here or there. I, I don't like I'm I'm a man of very few hobbies. I don't play golf. I don't fish. I don't hunt. Uh, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. But I do like to do like woodworking projects at home. Okay. Um, so like Roman and Amelia's 
you know, big kid beds. I, I made both of them. Oh, um, nice. You know, so like I, I, I think both when they were both close to like two and a half, three when we were, it, it kind of born out of necessity trying to get them out of the crib to get yeah. the next one in the crib. Um, you know, so I, I, uh, I built their beds. I built you know different things out, out chairs outside. So you know when I when I can, those are the kinds of things I enjoy to do. Um, just with now with four. And uh, it's almost like having two sets of two because you've got two older ones that are like into a bunch of things, and then you have two younger ones. It's like we should get them in bed by six thirty, right? You know, so trying to trying to juggle all that, yeah, it's not the easiest thing to like go out and say like you have. I'm gonna spend this time doing these activities. A lot more of it is just like, all right, we've got soccer on Saturday, or we've got baseball on Tuesday, Thursday night. You know, just trying to you know do those things with your kids that you kind of commit to. Yeah. Yeah. Hobby can, right now, right? And then, yeah. So, um, so we spent a lot of time doing that. And then like on weekends right now during football, I probably watch a lot less football than you would imagine a football coach would watch. Uh, I don't watch a lot of NFL or college, uh, football. Um, you know, I watch, you know, I end up watching a lot of high school football, watching on film and preparing for games. And then, so like if I walk in the door and I think I'm going to put on, uh, in an LSU game or something like that, I'm going to lose the TV in about three minutes. So I end up watching uh, Tangled uh, with Lola or something like that, you know, before I, before I watch anything else. So yeah. just spending time, you know, time with them. And, and uh, football ends up being a, a pretty big commitment of time, you know, on the weekends. A typical Saturday, typical Sunday is going to be at least six hours a day, sometimes a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, when I do walk in the door – I know I've got to hit the ground running, and I'm, you know, Megan in that time is, you know, with four kids at home. She's right. she's going to be on full time duty. So when I walk in the door, uh, you know, I'm going to do whatever, whatever, uh, you know, the the I guess the house dictates. You know, whether yeah. it's uh, you know trying to get them out. You know, and we're getting into a time of year now where you can actually go for a walk and yes. make it make it more than five minutes outside. So. Yeah. You know, I'll get home on a Saturday or, or you know Sunday evening, and we'll go for a little walk. Or, you know, get them out of the house. One or one or both, and both of the little ones in the in a stroller or something. Um, so, you know, that's that's the stuff. Um, you know, at least like during football season that I, I enjoy to do. And then outside of that, you know, going, you know, bringing the kids. We 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 spend a lot of time, probably more time outside of football season than in football season. But like Moncus Park, go to Moncus Park on the weekends, yes. and Roman likes to climb in a tree and read a book mm-hmm. and. Amelia wants to try to try to rollerblade, and then uh, you know Lola. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with her now because now she, you know this year uh, she's gonna be more mobile than ever and right. seeing if she 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 may want to be in the tree with Roman. She may want to be on the rollerblades with with Amelia uh, or somewhere in between. In between so yeah. it that'll be that'll be interesting once we once we start getting out again yeah. uh, on the weekends. But uh, you know that's that's one of those things where. That, you know, kids. I guess when you when you're at a point where your kids are at that age, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna dictate more of what is gonna go on in the in free time than anything else. So, yeah. uh, but it, I mean, it's fun. It's it's fun. It's really I enjoyed last year. Uh, Roman played baseball in the spring uh, for the first time, so it was a lot of fun to go out to the games, not being involved. I didn't have I didn't coach, just being able to go and be a spectator and watch, yeah. and I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, so. Those moments are are really you know probably the best you know moments as far as just being able to go and enjoy and watch them 
So that watching, is your free time. Your free for sure, time yeah. is, is enjoying your kiddos. And yeah, for sure. Uh, without a doubt. Nice. Without a doubt. So, um, yeah, it, All right. it's, it's fun. Cool. Well, let's start talking about coaching sure. now. So have I know one of your loves is football now, but has coaching football always kind of been on your radar and something that you wanted to do? Not, not so much. Like if I'm going back to like high school days when you start getting closer to graduation and thinking about like what am I going to do? Like coaching was – Coaching and teaching was not on there at all, and I remember we had um, when I graduated, or I was getting close to graduating from Lafayette High. There was like a, um, a uh, college uh, expo thing at, at the Black and Coliseum, and I remember walking around, and they had everyone, uh, every school from the state was in there. They had some out-of-state schools, mm-hmm. and I remember it was Louisiana College. One of the reps was started talking to us and she, uh, she started talking about their education program. I think they had a really good education program at the school. And I just, as she was talking, I just remember thinking like, why would anybody want to be a teacher? So, uh, it's funny, um, that it didn't take me long to, when I, I think I was 19, the first time I coached like a little rec basketball team with a, with a friend. And then, um, when I was in, when I originally started at UL, I was in uh, biology because I didn't really have a clue of what direction I wanted to go right. in. But bi- biology was a was a An a subject a subject in high school that I at least excelled at. Okay. Um, so uh, I wasn't a I wasn't a, I don't think you could describe me as a grinder in high school as far as like uh, you know working. Uh, my my study skills were not uh, the best, <laughs> so I I kind of was a student that I did well at things that came easy and I didn't do great at things that didn't come easy. Got so, it. so I just like, I knew I was going to college. I didn't know what quite for. So I, I started in biology and then I took, um, an elective, uh, history class. And one of the guys I sat next to at a, uh, you know, we wanted to sit next to each other every class. And he was a non-faculty basketball coach at a school. And every time he came in, he talked about, talked about that, talked about how much he enjoyed it. And, um, I, at that point, like I was probably close to a year and a half in in biology and uh, had to start getting into some chemistries and things that, uh, again, were not uh, the most natural things for me. So, uh, you know, I was kind of in my head looking for a change and uh, didn't quite know what that was going to be yet, but just mm-hmm. hearing him talk about how much how much he enjoyed coaching and how, how much fun it was to, you know, you know go to practice. And, um, you know, so that was something, you know, started to – um, come up as a possibility, so yeah. I, you know, I wound up thinking about it a little bit and um, changed changed my uh, my uh, major to education. So, so I got into edu- to secondary education, social studies, and then I went back to Lafayette High, and uh, I think they were in spring football. Went back, talked to the the coach I uh, I, I played for, and oh, and nice. uh, you know, talking to all those guys, uh, were, they were so excited to hear. And, and so I wound up, uh, at, while I was still in school, I went back and helped them out a little bit, um, as, as a non-faculty coach and yeah. started out with them. And, um, you know, that was, a, that was a fun time just to get into it and just be around coaches. I had no responsibility whatsoever, you know, <laughs> so I got to, Learn. I got to, observe a lot and learn a lot and and just kind of see how how things work I got to see the amount of work that goes into it and um that was probably not something that I knew before you know when you're when you're 17 years old playing you don't realize how much time those coaches are putting in on the weekend just to just to prepare 
what you're going to be doing for the week. Um, you know, so you don't really have a full appreciation for that amount of work. I think, um, I think it's just natural when you're young, you kind of think things happen, you know, things just, just happen. You know, there's not really a reason things happen. They just happen. So, um, being able to be around those guys and, um, you know, it's funny as you progress through, I think it's probably in any, any profession, if you stay in it long enough, but you know, you, you think at a certain point, like, you know, what you need to know or you think you know enough or whatever and then like every year that passes you know I think back to even just like recent like last year like knowing how much you didn't know at a certain point right. how much you learn over time so like thinking back to when I was first getting into coaching at like 21 22 and just like the amount that I didn't know is just unreal, you know, just from a... But you thought you knew a dude, lot. You thought you know everything, age. like, yeah. but I think you, when you're young, you don't know what you don't know, you know? Yeah, so um, so just just looking back at those days, I, I didn't know a ton, but I was definitely, I guess the, the thing I had going for me, I was definitely eager to learn. So, and I had yeah. some, some great guys to learn from, you know, Jay DiMaggio, who, who has been with us, been, you know, he, he, he and I, I, I worked for him for five years on his staff at Life at High right before oh, I came okay. to Ascension. He and I want to, we're, we're lucky enough to come to Ascension at the same time. And uh, he, uh, he, uh, he is one of the, the people I've known for the longest. So he was, a, you know, I met Megan when I was 15 years old. I met him when I was 15 years old. He oh, coached me at Life at High and uh, has made uh, a huge cool. impact on me. So, you know, he's definitely one of the, the people that have uh, had, you know, not even outside of coaching, probably had the greatest impact on me, you know, as a person. So, That's cool. um, so going, you know, getting back into it, I didn't know early on that, uh, that I wanted to be a coach for sure. And then over time, just thinking about how much my mindset has changed too, as far as just like what I want to get out of it, why, why, you know, I want to do it. Cause I think early on, you know, I was very like results oriented in, in coaching as far as just like caring too much about wins and losses, you know, from, from, from that standpoint, but also just like, you know, you get into it and there's all these benchmarks that you think you want to hit by certain ages, whether it's like, I want to be, uh, you know, a coordinator by this age or a head coach by this age. And I think one of the best things that happened to me was, you know, I was still an assistant coach, you know, at Lafayette High when Roman was born. And then Amelia is, you know, a little less than two years um, younger than him. And so, I think that timing and knowing that I didn't need to bite off more than I could chew as far as yeah. responsibility. I needed yeah. to do right by my family, by my wife and kids before I end up jumping into anything. So I think having that time period right when I was, you know, 29, 30 years old, and um, that made me be a lot more patient professionally, uh, knowing that, you know, I think I kind of reevaluated and said, like, I just want to be a good coach before I you know, reach any other milestone or benchmark. And um, so I actually, you know, a couple of years ago started thinking about, you know, professionally at at that point, Roman and Amelia were a little older. Um, As parents, we were much more experienced and a lot more confident as parents Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, we could, I guess, do the job of being a parent at that (laughs) point. So I started thinking about um, making the step professionally and, 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 um, you know, stepping into a head coaching experience and or a head coaching position, and I actually had interviewed at a few spots um, around the Acadiana area uh, within the last uh, I don't know last four years or so, okay. and and uh, I, I 
you know, getting interviewing was one of those things. Like, I don't think I had ever had a job in my life that I didn't already have before I interviewed. Um, Got it. And uh, so I knew interviewing was one of those things that you just have to, yeah. you have to work at. You, not everybody's going to do it well. Not everybody's going to do a good job the first time they do it. Not everybody's going to get a job the first time they interviewed. So I actually went on about five different head coaching interviews that I didn't get any of them. Uh, I got some good feedback. They liked me, but they, they weren't in like with me, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I, uh, you know, I, I did, um, you know, interview for, for a few jobs and uh, it's funny to, uh, to get that rejection and, and uh, not take it personally because you, I guess you probably shouldn't and it wasn't personal, but um, right. you know, when somebody says, Hey, we're, we're looking for something else then you, you kind of do, but it's funny. The The reason I bring it up is because um, I guess everything ends up happening for a reason. And for me to get the opportunity here at a place that I love so much has been really unbelievable. And I'm really lucky, I guess, that it didn't happen when I was 28 because I don't think I would have appreciated it at that point. You know, the, the opportunity to be somewhere that you really like to show up every day, you know, because uh, I've been professionally and I think when you're young you focus on the wrong things I think that's part of being young but you know you can get frustrated by certain aspects of a certain job but uh, you know I truly like to get in my car and drive to work every day so to to have the opportunity here at a place where it's I just look forward to being here and being around uh, our kids and our my co-workers and the guys I coach with is really um, has been unbelievable uh, experience so I'm I'm glad that my first coaching job came at 38 and not, you know, 28, 29. So, yeah. uh, well, you mentioned you wanted to be just be a good coach. Mm-hmm. So, what what in your definition is a good coach? Because coaching, coaching is a lot like teaching. Because it's not just there's a lot that happens on the field that you know the kids are really gaining all of the the extra uh-huh. skills, not necessarily academic skills. So, sure, it sounds like you were kind of alluding to that. Yeah, I think with like being a Good coach in my mind is going to go so like obviously being knowledgeable on like X's and O's and being able to make adjustments or or set up a game plan all that stuff is important but I think with being a good coach I think a lot more has to do with kind of the human element of things mm-hmm. being able to build and forge relationships and I think going back to like when I was like twenty five twenty six as a coach um, I think I was very aware being a young coach that there had to be kind of a separation between myself and the kids and the my first real job um you know my first full-time actual like faculty coaching position I was only about four years older than the seniors I was coaching oh yeah you know so I probably at that point looking back did too much to try to like separate myself make sure that they knew I was a boss not yeah boss or just you know I'm not we're not peers and Mm -hmm. I think that there's not necessarily anything wrong with that because because I think you can go too far the other way too. But I also didn't do a lot to to forge relationships or keep relationships, you know. And so that was you know Brobridge High, you know I have a couple of a couple of people that I you know that I'm I'm still close with, but you know I don't really have the relationships there with former players. Didn't really didn't really try to you know forge and maintain those those relationships. So you know I think as I've gotten older. You know, I recognize the importance there. It, I mean, this is all about relationships, ultimately. You know, the, that you that you make because I'm one of the closest people to me. Like I mentioned a second ago, mm-hmm. is is somebody who coached me when I was when right. I was younger. So, 
it's a human business, you know, education and, and coaching more than anything else. And, and so being able to, to connect with them, um, you know, and I think, you know, I hope that those guys learn and remember some football. But, you know, beyond that, I hope they learn and remember, you know, lessons that, that I teach them. You know, for me, playing high school football changed my life. As far as, like, lessons that I got out of, out of high school football, because I played baseball and basketball and played some, like, rec football growing up, and um, none of those were really situations where there was a lot of accountability. You know, if you play, like, rec sports, you go to practice, you don't go to practice, you're going to play. I think kind of just one of those uh, kind of, kinds of situations where everybody, you know, by rule, I think everybody has to play. So getting into high school football, that was really the first great lesson about being involved or being a part of something bigger than yourself, you know, and uh, knowing that everybody in that room, whether, you know, situation when I played at Lafayette High, I think we maybe had 90 players on the roster and, um, you know, we had, you know, 10 coaches, you know, so you have 100 different people who are relying on you or, you know, situation like here where we have, you know, 40 guys on the roster and, you know, we have, you know, nine coaches, uh, you know, so, you know, it's about half as me, but just being a part of something greater than yourself and knowing that each one of those those people in that room, you know, whether it's a locker room, you know, meeting room, everyone is depending on you to, to do your job. I think there's such a great lesson there that you're, you're, you're going to, you know, pour yourself into it. Cause it was also the first thing I really poured myself into fully, you know, uh, you know, I had dabbled in different things and, you know, thought I wanted to be a baseball player for a little while. Thought, thought I wanted to be a basketball player. And it was, it just wasn't something I really, really loved, honestly, you know, so football was the first thing that I was just like, man, I'm going to pour every bit of energy I have into this. And, um, you know, it's just it's just that lesson of of being able to to be a part of something bigger than yourself and and being able to commit to something and 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 putting yourself out there. Um, you know, I think they're they're it carries over in other aspects of life. And and then, like I said earlier, you know, the biggest thing you get out of it is relationships. And and that's you know we had our we had our first banquet last year with myself as a head coach, we'll end up having another bank with this January. And it always kind of comes back to that where it, you know, you, you think about the moments and the relationships and um, the time, the downtime in the locker room or time out at the practice field between breaks. And, you know, guys, those, those ends up being more of the conversations that carry on for, for 20 years, right, what they remember more than anything else. You know, you have some moments that you're always going to remember as far as games are concerned. You know, going my first year here, um, we were lucky enough to go to the Superdome, the state championship year in 2016. And, and one of my my favorite sports memories is the the game when we won the semifinal over here on our field and just seeing the whole school community on the field after the game and how much it meant to everybody. Um, I'll, I'll carry that with me all the time. But most of the stuff you end up just kind of remembering are the – the kind of the the down moments uh whether it's you know for for me as a coach in the coach's office with the other guys or just being around the kids whether a team meal or you know those kinds of things and so you know the relationships and and thinking uh remembering kind of putting in perspective what's important it, it ends up that lasts a lot longer than 
any kind of X's and O's or, or wins and losses or any, any of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the best thing um, for me as a, as a coach that, that I've learned over the years is remember the, the, the human element, remember the human mm-hmm. side of it because that's, that's all education. And, and like I said, education and coaching is all about that, building relationships and, and being able to pass on some lessons where young men and women can move on and, and become successful adults, you know? Right, so. right. And then they have someone in their life that they can count on as an example. Sure, and I think that's also one of the things that um, I didn't really recognize at, at a young age coaching is like how much of how, how much of a, a difference you can make and how much of a difference you do make. And, um, you know, so I, I think that was kind of kind of – hard to recognize and grasp because you uh it's a big responsibility it's a big responsibility and you, you don't really ever realize when you're getting through to them sometimes you know yeah. like they're not they're, it's not like they say well thank you you don't get a lot of thank yous you don't get a lot of that kind of stuff you don't yeah. some you know sometimes they don't give you feedback um yeah. you, they give you a stare and you have to assume they're they're yeah. listening sometimes Sometimes but, it won't even sink in until no, 10 no, years no. later and they realize and that that do, was a pivotal moment. But Yeah, you hear that all the time and you, when, yeah. when people come back and they'll, they'll thank you for a moment that you vaguely remember. But, right. you know, so, it's, right. so um, you know, that's yeah. one of the things that uh, I guess as you get older you realize, like, yeah, you are making a difference even if they're not uh, thanking you or patting you on the back every day or anything right. like that. So, right. um, you know, that, that that's that's been the recognizing that has has definitely been gratifying too so yeah awesome well coach heron i've had a ball talking with you today thank you for tackling this podcast episode with me i think it is safety to say that we learned a lot about you today and now this podcast episode has reached its completion so i have to say y'all have a great blue gator day 